to a Hope 103.2 podcast. For the first couple of years of my faith, I was a passionate promoter of the Christian message. I was 15 years old and I spoke about Christ to anyone that would listen, just about anything that would move. Without any background in Christianity, I just assumed everyone would want to hear what I'd heard. I shared my new beliefs with my mum, my friends, my football team, strangers on the street, and even the crowds of teenagers I met on the holiday camps my mum used to send me on, pretty regularly, actually. In those early days as a believer, I had absolutely no idea Christians could be coy about their faith. No one had told me I was actually meant to feel awkward about spreading the good news. That was something I only learnt after mixing with Christians for a little while. But I learnt it soon enough. Because of my obvious enthusiasm for sharing Christ with others, my church decided I should be trained in evangelism. Now, I'd never even heard of evangelism. I just wanted others to discover what I'd discovered. I didn't know they had a whole word for it. So off I went to special classes once a week for several months, where I was trained in one of the very popular evangelism training tools. There I learnt a carefully prepared gospel outline, a set of illustrations to explain the message, and a list of Bible verses to back it all up. At the end of the course, I was turned loose on the unsuspecting public of Sydney. I took part in prearranged home visits, systematic door knocking, and even cold turkey walk-ups at the local shopping centre. Suddenly, my joy and ability at passing on the faith evaporated. I'd previously delighted in sharing Christ with others, but now it seemed like it was a burden. A burden on my emotions, on my memory, and perhaps most of all, on my unsuspecting evangelistic targets. This enthusiastic natural promoter of Christ had been transformed into a nervous and unnerving Bible basher. Now, I don't blame the course itself. Many Christians around the world have been helped by this particular program and many other programs. But I suspect the way the course was run in my church, combined with my overeager personality, left me with several unhealthy perspectives on what it means to promote Christ to others. I've since discovered just how common these perspectives are in modern church circles. Firstly, I'd become self-conscious about reaching out to others with the news of Christ. You know, when I first became a Christian, promoting Christ was a perfectly natural orientation of my whole faith. It was similar to the way I felt about football, or what we Australians insist on calling soccer. I loved football. I played it almost every day. I watched every televised Premier League match. I talked about it. I asked friends to come and have a kick around at the local Oval. I never dreamt that football lovers might be self-conscious about mentioning football or coy about inviting others to play it. But after attending this evangelism course, that's exactly how I felt about my faith. Suddenly, mentioning God and inviting people to church had become this specialised compartment of the faith. It had its own name, evangelism, its own propositions and jargon, and even its own multi-week courses. Whereas I once talked of God as freely as I might have talked about my favourite TV show, now I found myself switching into evangelism mode, where the heart beats faster, the palms get sweaty, and you feel the pressure to steer the conversation in a pretty unconversational manner. What was once a natural outflow of my faith 
something requiring very little concentration, now felt like a cross between a theological exam, an acting class, and a knife-edge rescue operation. Like David Beckham's string of missed penalty shots a couple of years ago, the pressure to perform something that used to come naturally forced my evangelistic opportunities right over the crossbar and into the stadium. Now let me reiterate, evangelism courses per se are not the problem. Many Christians undergo this kind of training without ever feeling self-conscious, and others feel self-conscious without ever being trained. Nevertheless, I suspect many would agree that this evangelistic self-consciousness is very common amongst modern believers, with or without the help of evangelism training courses. Thankfully, my own evangelistic self-consciousness soon passed. After months of trying to perform as I'd been taught, I decided to relax. I forgot about getting it right, getting it in order, and getting my conversation partner over the line. Instead, I decided to approach my gospel conversations as if they were friendly conversations about my favourite topic. And it wasn't long before I realised that this is exactly what sharing the faith is. Now, part of my hope in this series is that a fresh biblical look at the topic of evangelistic mission will go some way toward dispelling Christian self-consciousness. The second outlook I inherited from my days as a budding evangelist was equally unhelpful. I began to think that if I had an opportunity to say something about Christianity, I ought to say everything about it. Now, I'd spent months learning a gospel outline, complete with analogies and Bible verses. I somehow got it into my head that it was my duty to download the whole thing, no matter how passing the conversation about Christianity might have been. Now, I don't know how many poor souls had to endure my mini-sermonettes before I realised the glazed overlook in their eyes was not the look of spiritual wonder. In reality, most of our opportunities to speak about Christ are going to occur in passing, in the to and fro of daily conversation. It shouldn't surprise us then that the two clearest passages in the Bible calling on all believers to speak up for the faith, urge them simply to answer for the faith, to respond to people's comments and questions or criticisms with a gentle and gracious reply. You can look up that for yourself in Colossians 4, 5-6 and 1 Peter 3, verse 15, texts we'll look at later in the series. Most Christians are not evangelists in the technical sense of the word and should not be made to feel the pressure to be something they're not. The scriptures certainly urge us to be open about our faith whenever opportunity allows. But doing the work of an evangelist is something God's word asks of only some of us. Of course, if you had the chance to explain the whole message of Christ, go for it. Evangelists don't have a monopoly here. My point for now is very simple. Far more frequent than the full gospel opportunity will be the passing opportunities to offer brief nuggets about the faith to those around us. A relative at the Christmas lunch, a friend at the pub, a parent on the sideline, and so on. On occasions like these, a gospel bite will usually prove more useful to your hearer than a gospel download. Hope 103.2 Thanks for listening.